All right. Well, good morning. This is the Monday morning confident coaches call. I am so excited about this topic today, guys. I, I, I have to tell you, I have worked um, all weekend kind of narrowing down what I'd like to share with you today. And I got to tell you, it was really hard to do that. Um, so a couple of things. Um, first of all, just thank you for showing up. Um, so today we are talking about the three levels of listening. So for any person who is a coach in a coaching position or who is a leader trying to use coaching principles, this is a foundational principle, understanding which level you're using when, and also which one do you want to use. Okay. So as we go through this, I'm going to fly through it. Uh, I do need you to know that I did a series not too long ago that ended up being almost three hours long. So I'm really just going to give you some highlights today. Um, if you're more interested in that other series, let me know. We can probably work something out. But a couple things before we start. First of all, why is listening important to the coaching process? Now, I realize that that might seem like a, a silly question, right? That That's kind of common sense, right? Michelle, it's common sense. Why are we even going over this? Well, the more I go along in life, the more I understand that common sense is a flower that doesn't grow in everyone's garden. So we're just going to start here, okay? Some people have an, the idea that coaching is more what I call mentoring, where you come in and you kind of give ideas or, or tips or strategies, right? Um, that you basically want the person to make a change. That's typically why we're having this relationship anyway, right? But in reality, coaching is the process of asking questions to understand, to really be able to help that person be in charge of their own growth. So rather than coming in and telling them what to do, we want them to have what I call this holy struggle. Okay. So listening is really a matter of understanding, but you're also doing it in order to empower. Okay. So many people aren't under understanding or even comfortable with this process. And they just want to tell somebody what to do. So if this is you, I need you to understand that you, you have a choice to make. Number one, your choice is to not be a coach. <laughs> or number two, your choice is to change. Okay. Um, if you really want to be the most impactful that you can be, uh, you need to turn yourself from a mentor. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, you know, maybe be your boss into how can I understand them more? Okay. So there's three levels of listening. Um, I'm going to introduce each one of them, kind of give you an idea of when to use them. I want you to practice this. Okay. This is um, a focused and intentional practice with reflection after each of your interactions. Okay. That's pretty much going to be your homework. So usually I wait till the end to tell you your homework. I'm going to tell you that right now, that this week you're going to identify which level of listening you're using. So let's say you had an interaction with a staff member or a volunteer, right? And after your interaction, you're just going to check in and say, which level of listening was that? One, two, or three. 
After you have a meeting with um, a coaching client, ask yourself the same. Okay, that's it. I don't want you to make a change. I don't want you to try anything new, experiment, nothing. Just trying to increase your awareness this week of which type of listening you use. Okay. All right, so level one listening. So this is where you are hearing the words that they say. You are collecting information. You're not really making um, an inference, although some people might. Uh, um, typically at this level, it's more of a judgment or an assumption, right? But you're really listening for data. So if you ask a, um, one of your staff members, you know, why were you late for work today? You want to know what is the reason that they might share, maybe not anything deeper, right? Typically at this level, it's usually focused on you and what you want to know, not the person that you're interacting with, okay? Most people think this way most of the time. Um, Socrates said that the unexamined life is not worth living. Most people don't stop and think about this interaction I'm going to have with this person and plan ahead, right? Most people do not stop after they've had an interaction and reflect and ask, how did that go? Most people, and I would say that a lot of leaders that I've been working with lately are excellent doers. They do, 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 do. That's typically why they're in the leadership position that they're in because they're excellent doers. However, getting them to stop and think about something like this is often very difficult. Okay, so I know I'm asking you to do a hard thing this week, and you can do hard things. Uh, one of my favorite quotes about thinking is George Bernard Shaw said that 2% of people think, 3% of people think they think, and I would add that they probably have some sort of um, evidence to say that they thought at some time, like a degree or something, right? And 95% of people would rather die than think. <laughs> That's so true, isn't it? Okay, don't be in that 95%. So at this level, typically what's happening is that you are listening to the other person in order to kind of formulate what your response is going to be. Okay, so um, sometimes people will, will have a conversation before the conversation. So they'll actually go through and they'll figure out, um, you know, if this person says this, I'm going to say this. If this person says this, I'm going to say this. And then they say this and I'm going to say this, right? Have you ever done that before? That's typically level one listening, okay? Now, it, it definitely has a place, but not in the coaching process or in leadership. So, for example, let's say you're in the grocery store and you need to find an item, right? Okay, I don't want to know the, the, the values and beliefs and feelings of the person that I'm asking the question. I just want to know where the cereal is, right? Or say you're lost and you need to figure out 
um, you know, how to get to a location and you stop. And um, this often happens to me when I'm in a rural area, I have no connection, right? So I stop somewhere and I ask them, I don't want to know what your feelings are about which direction to take. I just want to know what's the fastest way to get there. Okay. So there, level one listening, there's a place for it. I would say a good rule of thumb is to look at your daily life and shoot for about 20% being a level one listening. Okay, 20%. Now, maybe you are here more than not, right? You're at this level. Uh, I need you to understand that it's okay. <laughs> and and the purpose of, of even sharing this information with you is number one, awareness. Where are you at right now? And where do you want to go? Right? So I want you to really key in or focus on your growth and growing your awareness. Not so much, you know, maybe kind of beating yourself up. I know, I know there's a couple of people on the line right now. Uh, I've talked to you lately <laughs> and, and you know who you are. You don't need to, to beat yourself up for this. We're just trying to grow. Okay. All right. So level two listening. Level two is much more intentional. And I do have to warn you that it's a bit more tiresome. So what does that mean? Um, it takes more work. Okay. It's usually a planned interaction. Uh, that's why it works so well with coaching, really. Um, you, you're going to think about what you want to understand or know more about. Okay. So really it's a discovery process. Uh, I have some lawyer friends and they are very fond of saying something to the effect of never ask a question that you don't know the answer to. And I'm constantly challenging them on that because, I mean, if you think about it in the world of a, a of a lawyer, you know, you're going into court, um, you want to know what that person's going to say, right? Because you've built a case. Okay. But when we're in a coaching or a leadership interaction, we don't want to have to build a case up against somebody. If we do that, now we're into the, um, what I call magical question. Do you want to keep your job phase? And that's a whole nother conversation. We are now beyond coaching and we are into another area of leadership. Okay. So we're not building a case. We want to know about that person. Okay. I want to understand more about what led you to this decision or this belief or this habit that's happening. Okay. Um, it's a very purposeful place. There is always a reason for having a conversation and using level two listening. Okay. You're gathering information by listening to their words and their feelings, their um, nonverbal cues. Okay. So for example, um, Sometimes I'll work with a coaching client and we'll get to the kind of moving forward step and I'll ask them, you know, is this something that you, you feel like you can do? And if I'm talking to them in person and their words are saying yes, but their body language is telling me no, I always go with the body language. 
Okay. Uh, I don't have time to really go into that process of what's happening in the mind, but just know this. If you sense something in their body language that it's a no, take that rather than the words that they say. Okay. They might not even be keyed into that. Sometimes when I'm on the phone with somebody doing a coaching appointment, we'll, we'll be at that point again and I'll hear something in their voice. Maybe, maybe the tone drops or they start speaking really slow. Um, there's usually a hint of some kind that shows me mm, they're not really okay with this. Okay. So you're listening beyond their words. This kind of listening is really good when you're trying to make connections or get to know somebody better. Um, now you don't have to be best friends with this person, but you're just trying to connect on a deeper level right? So going beyond surface level connections that most people are used to. So for example, if you go out to maybe a networking meeting or um, maybe go to a cocktail party or some sort of mixer, right? You can practice this kind of listening instead of trying to find all the, you know, connections that you might have in common, just try to understand a little bit more about who they are and what feelings they're sharing. So for example, if they say, um, you know, maybe they're talking about, oh, this is a great one. Last week I was talking to somebody at a networking event and he started talking about um, race cars and how he is goes to these races and he's looking to, to buy this certain type of car. Now this is not in my common ground area, right? But I can tell just by the way that this guy got really excited about this, that this was really important to him. So I started saying things like, oh my gosh, I can tell that this is a real passion of yours. And immediately it was like we had a connection. So I can't necessarily talk to him about cars, but I can see and talk to him about his passion. And then, you know, just because of who I am, I kind of connected it later when he was talking about struggles at work. I said, you know, how could you bring that passion that you feel for cars, that feeling into your workspace? And all of a sudden it was like a whole different conversation. Okay. But did you see here that the, the focus is on the other person, right? It's not on me. It's not on my agenda. It's not on what I want. I, I'm there to listen and to serve in this conversation. So um, there's this thing that sometimes happens. Uh, and I spoke about this before, but we call it dueling monologues, right? Where two people are conversing, but it's almost like they're having their own conversation, just kind of side by side. <laughs> Have you ever seen young children play before they understand, you know, how to play together? One of the things that they do is called side-by-side -side play, where each one of them might be playing with blocks, but they're doing their own thing, right? People do this with conversations as well. And so we want to make sure that we're having a give and take doing this conversation together not you talk about your vacation, now I talk about mine, now you talk about, you know, work and I talk about work. Like, ask them questions about their vacation. Ask them questions about their work. Whatever the topic of conversation is, just focus on that. Okay?
what happens at level two listening is that your interest holds their attention. I'm going to say that again. Your interest holds their attention. Most people have never been listened to like this before. And when it happens, sometimes it might feel a little weird, both for you and them, especially as you're practicing. But I got to tell you, after years of doing this, I know what's going to happen. And I know that after the interaction, that person is going to be so impressed with what just happened. Not impressed like, oh, look, Michelle, you're so cool. I mean, impressed as in like, wow, that was awesome. That was amazing. And guess what they want? They want more time with me right? And that means now we can have more conversations and I can help you grow. You see how you can build a business off of this kind of listening? Yeah, the same can be true if you're a leader with your staff. Wouldn't you love it if your staff would would come to your office and all that they would want is for you to help them grow? I'm just saying it could happen. Okay. So let me just throw this thought out out there. If your client, your employee, your volunteer, whoever it is that you're trying to influence is not changing, it might be because you aren't using level two listening with them. It might just be that you're focused on level one listening. Start there first. Okay. Um, You also have to empty yourself of your own issues before you try to connect. Um, So however that works for you, for me, my process, I, I have set it up so that in the morning, the first hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours, depending on how much I need and what my schedule will allow is mine. Um, That's for my study. That's for my reflection. That's for my thinking. Uh, I I have a thinking chair with a little space set up in my bedroom, and that's where I do most of my morning work. I know that once I leave that chair, every other interaction throughout the rest of my day is always about somebody else. When I don't have that thinking time, when I to kind of you know get stuff, <laughs> I don't know, in line, I guess the rest of the day doesn't work as well. Okay. So if you really want to be a good listener, you've got to make a time where you are taking care of yourself, where you're growing, where you're reflecting so that you can attend to other people. All right. So when all else fails, when everything is going chaotic in your world, here's a tip. You ready? Shut up and listen. I say that with the most love I can muster. When all else fails, just be quiet and listen. Even if you don't know what question to ask or where to go or what listening level you're at, just stop talking and listen. And the next step can always be to acknowledge their feelings. Man, I can tell that you're really getting worked up about this. Oh, wow, I can tell that, you know, you're, you're really excited. Okay, don't worry about being wrong. If, if you don't get the right feeling or maybe you didn't capture it all, they'll, they'll tell you. 
but you're showing them a sign of I'm noticing something here. Okay. Don't rob them of their answers or the struggle towards growth. Okay. So don't try to jump in and give them the answer. Let them sit and stew in it for a little bit. Now that's a whole nother series of calls that I could do. Um, but really just pause, right? Let them come up with the solutions, no matter how hard it is to watch. That's part of level two listening. All right, level three listening. Man, I, I wish I had more time for this. I promise that I'm going to do more on this topic at a later date because this is so, as one of my mentors calls it, juicy, right? So level three, first of all, let me say that uh, experienced coaches who are intentional in their own growth and have some sort of coaching supervision and a coach themselves use level three listening. Okay, that's really important to understand. This is a skill level that needs to be practiced and reviewed often. Experienced coaches know how to use um, what we call a global range of listening, so at all three levels. They know how to use which level with different people and which level will bring the data or information that they need to help their participant move forward. Okay, again, this takes time to develop, and it's not typically something that you can do yourself. So I say that not to discourage you, but to help you understand that now is the best time to start this process. Um, and you can begin with anybody. Okay, so it can be coworkers, it can even be your boss, right? Teammates, your children. Um, the only warning that I would give you is to be very careful about your spouses or significant others. Very few relationships like that um, can handle the coaching process. Okay, that's just my little warning. Um, if it works for you, great. Um, if it doesn't work for you, know that that's pretty normal. Okay, um, so level three people who use this and do it well also have a coach who does this with them. And this is kind of my little commercial. I say this often to coaches. If you do not have a coach of your own, you are out of integrity with the coaching process. You are asking your coaching clients or participants, whomever you're leading, to do something that you are not doing yourself. So if you want to have the most um, efficiency in, in these coaching relationships, make sure you have a coach of your own. All right, so level three listening really picks up on the person's emotions, um, their energy, their vibes, if you will. It's less concerned with the words that they use and more concerned about body language. So this is um, kind of level two, but it's, it's a little higher. So um, for example, again, it goes back to that whole, um, what is the body telling you versus what are the words telling you? right? Uh, I had a, a coaching client tell me uh, that she was going to do a particular action step, right, at the end of our, our meeting together. And um, 
the issue really wasn't what she said, but it was what I caught when she said it. I caught a feeling that she was very unsure and that she wouldn't do it. And so I challenged her on it. And sure enough, I I was right. So if I went by her words, I wouldn't have thought any different. Okay. The data that you collect during this kind of listening goes beyond words or knowledge. It's the essence of who the person is. So, for example, many of you have seen me do the stick chick presentation, and you know that it's um, located in the subconscious, the identity part of us. Level one listening gets to the conscious part where knowledge is stored, but level two and three get to the subconscious, to the essence of the person, what makes them tick. Okay. This kind of listening operates from a place of intuition, and it really is hard to explain. Once you feel it, you know it. Okay, it goes beyond reason or logic. Um, You're more what I call in the moment, right? Um, It takes a great deal of intentionality because you're listening beyond the words. So I, I often do this impromptu coaching uh, with people for various reasons. Um, but one thing I notice is I'm, I'm listening less and less to what somebody says and more and more to the feelings, the values, and the beliefs that I'm noticing. Okay. When you do this, it can be exhausting. <laughs> Um, I remember when I first started practicing this skill, um, it would take a half hour session for me to need a two hour break. Okay. I'm serious. It was intense because you're listening to their whole body with your own whole body while you're trying to be present the whole time. Now, as I've worked at it, I can do this without thinking if I'm intentional. Okay, so if I know I'm going into this interaction, it's easier for me to slip into this intentionality. However, I do find on days when I have back-to-back-to-back-to-back coaching appointments, the next day I need to take a break. Okay, I've got to have regular breaks from being on, right? And I've got to keep a close eye on my own issues and needs so that they don't get in the way of that coaching process. Does that make sense? So awareness is a huge part of level three listening. Awareness of your own issues and where your thoughts are. Um, It's perfectly normal at this stage to kind of slip back into level one listening, especially when you first start. So awareness that you did that helps you correct that and get you back to a higher level. Okay, so you just do a small little self-correction. As I'm becoming more aware in my own life, my personal and professional life, um, I become more attuned to my own thinking patterns and habits and my preset behaviors, right? And as I become aware of that in me, I see that process in other people. So when we're trying to help someone else grow or encourage them to be the best that they can be, we must be the example. Okay. Again, that's why I say if you're a coach and you don't have a coach, it's time to find one. 
Okay. You can't expect other people to go through that process when you won't. And then the last thing I'll say about this is, is it's, we're really trying to be the coach. Okay. I'm not going to go into length about this one, but we're trying to move from doing coaching. So many of you have been through some sort of uh, training uh, or are using some sort of framework in your coaching. That tells you how to do coaching, right? That gives you like your checklist of things that you need to do. I'm talking about becoming the coach so that you literally could go and coach anybody on anything, anywhere without having that checklist or framework. Okay. All right. So I I hope that this was helpful. I I really struggle with like, okay, I really want to give you some good info. And there's so much here that I didn't even go through. um, But I hope that this was enough to kind of chew on. So again, your homework for this week, after every coaching interaction, I want you to identify which level of listening you used the most. That's it. Okay. Don't try to change or fix or experiment. Just try to identify. So we're practicing reflection, right? You can maybe even keep a little journal or a notepad or, you know, notes on your phone, but just track it and see what you can find out. Okay. And I would love this. Let me know what you find out. I am insanely curious about this. Um, if I had all the money in the world, I'd do a, a, a huge survey with every coach that I know, but I'll start with you. So if you could let me know, that would be great. So next week, we are going to talk about how to build rapport quickly so you can get your, your client, your customer, your staff member to actually make that um, decision to grow. Okay. All right. One last item, uh, an announcement. I'm going to do a two-hour teaching call on March 27th. You will not want to miss this. I'm going to put a flyer out in the social media today. I did just send it out to everybody on my email list yesterday. Um, We are going to be talking about thinking uh, specifically for educators to get them uh, the results that they say that they want. So you will not want to miss out on that one. All right, I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential, amazingly aware, persistently present, and confidently coaching the people in your personal and professional life. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing week, and we'll touch base with you again next week. All right. Bye-bye.